Welcome back, curious listeners, to The Gateway, your portal to the unexplained, the mystical, and the otherworldly. I'm your host, C.L. Thomas, broadcast live from the United Public Radio Network, 107.7 FM, New Orleans. I hope everyone had a fabulous New Year. For myself, I celebrate it with friends right here in Las Vegas. New Year's is kind of a time for reflection. We contemplate the events of the past year. We look at things we didn't like to get rid of, and then we make our plans, you know, the New Year's resolutions for the coming year. And we start it with a clean slate, and we have all these dreams and aspirations. Because of this, for the first show of 2024, I decided to have a guest on who had his entire change. His life was changed upside down, literally, at the age of 50, when his ability to communicate with the spirit world became profound. My guest, Daniel Jackson, can receive messages from the spirit world and even archangels. Daniel is here to discuss his journey and his book, The New Beginning, My Awakening as a Spirit Medium. Here it is right here. Daniel, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me on. So I've read... Oh, go right ahead. I read your book today, actually. um, And I got to say, wow. <laughs> I uh, when I lived it, and I still and I, the thing about the book is, even people I meet today who have read the book, they say, "Oh, I'm so glad you that that's all over with." And it's not over with. Everything that has happened in that book still continues to happen. I but I understand it now. I'm I'm more aware, and I know that I'm protected at all times. So when you said that I communicate sometimes with archangels. That I, I communicate with regular spirit. They talk to me and stuff like that, but I don't get answers from them. I get answers from archangels. They are they are connected to everyone, everything, so I get answers from the highest of source. Uh, I used to ask them, too, a long time ago. I would say, uh, is this what God wants me to do? Is this what God wants me to do? And they would tell me, if we tell it to you, that's what God wants. So pretty simple, but... Uh, but I know now I am protected by them, so I don't have to worry about anything. I can walk into any haunted house and nothing negative can touch me. Nothing. Now other spirits do touch me, but they're trying to figure out what I am because all they see is light. They don't even see this figure. All they just see is light, and they walk up and touch me and pinch me and poke me because they're trying to figure out what I am, and then I try to cross them over. But um, nothing has changed. It just well, how progress- did you- it progresses. How did you start down this path? <clears throat> well, um, I've seen spirit uh, ever since I was the age of three years old. I can remember as far back. Uh, but my whole family was seeing them. We lived in New Jersey, right uh, next to the Delaware River. We had a town there that had a, a, a battlefield and a hospital right there. And in our town with that battlefield, this is where the Hessians fought. My, my sister even told me about a year or so ago that they did a big dig over there and they found hundreds of bodies all buried together. Now, of course, they're not going to bury one body at a time, but they, there were bodies everywhere. And so, what so, do you mean your your whole family was seeing these? Yes, my whole you family. Saw was them. Ex- yeah, there was a time when my sister and my mom were getting my sister ready for school in, in the bathroom, and they walked up to a, a door had a full length mirror, and my sister was standing there, and there was another woman standing in the mirror. She had on a colonial outfit. Um, there was a time when my brothers and I were watching TV and my sister's room with two, two flights up. And as we were watching TV, her record player turned on. Now, back in that day, those days in the 70s, 
you had to pick the record up and put it on the post and you hit the switch and drop it down and play the record. Well, that wasn't the creepy part. The creepy part was it was switching records. So th mm -hmm. these types of things happened quite often. You know, radios would turn on, glasses would move, ashtrays would move, all kinds of things. Well, how many? Just, how many was living in the house with you? Uh, spirit. No, or, and your family who were also <laughs> oh, it was my uh, my two brothers and my sister and my mom and dad. Okay, and they there were, were three, all but there were three spirit in my house. There were there was two men and a woman in my house. Now was it? Would you say it was the house that was haunted, or was it you guys? Well, um, I know differently now, but we thought it was, was the house, but it's not necessarily the house. It's not the way it works because spirit is everywhere. Spirit is everywhere. You can go to Walmart and find spirit. You don't have to be in a particular place or a, or a prison or, you know, a— uh, a psychiatric ward, an old one. You don't have to be there. They are there, but they are everywhere. But And sometimes they do like to be in particular places. But in this area, this was a battlefield. And then the the, the, the town got built up, and then they put a, a home where we live, and there they are. It seems like, though, I get what you're saying, because a lot of paranormal investigators believe that hauntings occur only at nighttime, so they have to stay up all night and go ghost hunting, and they only no. go to hospitals. You know, do you know why buildings. they believe that? No. Because they all believe they're all, all, their, all their own crap because they don't know what they're doing. They have no idea what they're doing. They're just taking a, an estimated guess. I see spirit during the day and nighttime. I see them all the time. The only time I don't see them is when I go to sleep, and I have to take a lot of medicine in order to sleep. But the only thing that I need to do to be able to see spirit is be alive. Because they're everywhere all the time. So your whole family was experiencing these things growing up. I know in your book you said you, you've moved several times. Yeah. Right? And you guys all still had the same experiences. Um, no. The, I, I did. Uh, they, were, they saw less and less and less, and they don't really see too much anymore. I'm the only one who sees... Everything, all the time. Do you have a theory uh, for my, that? What's that? What, why do you think that is? Uh, because I'm different than other mediums. I have something that other mediums don't have. None of them do. I'm different. Because it's not the house or the place that I go. It's me. They're following me. They're being around me. Because they so believe the, they go ahead. What do they want? Why would they? Be, why are they following you? Because that they believe that I'm the light into heaven. Fortunately for them, I am. I am the actual light into heaven. My soul has been here the longest. When you so, leave your your body, you're going to stand up out of your body. You're going to take a look down and go, oh, I guess I don't need that anymore. And you're going to take a step to the left and look to the right, and there's going to be a light that turns on for you. That's your personal light. Everyone gets one. But there's always one light that shines all the time. And it has to shine all the time. It has to be here to shine all the time. So your soul goes home to heaven. My soul doesn't. It's been here since the beginning. It's in a body. And when that body <coughs> dies, then another one is born for that purpose. 
And it jumps right into that one and goes into the next one over and over and over again. And but they so spirit it has to be here all the time to shine all the time so spirit can see it all the time. But not only see it, but they can hear it. Like when I'm talking, they can hear my voice. They can hear everyone else's voice too, but they can tune that out because they're pure energy. They can do that. But with this one, they cannot. It's just me. I just learned to accept it. So when you talk about you can cross a spirit over, what does that mean to you? What does that mean? That means that I'm moving them into the light. I'm showing them the way to go home because this is not home. There are two places to go. You either walk into the light of what we call heaven, but it's just that's just a name for it. That's just another place. It's a different realm. Or you remain here in this lower energy realm. I call it earthbound, but it is just a low energy realm because I don't just see earth beings there. I see everything. And there's mm -hmm. only two places to go. You either go into the light and you go to this other place. But the other place is all about positivity. It's all about love. There's no pain, anger, sorrow, grief, guilt, anguish, any of that stuff. It is about love and positivity. Or you remain here in this lower energy place and you're still holding on to your pain, anger, sorrow, grief, guilt, anguish. But there's one thing these, these even these hunters don't know. If you are a spirit here in this low energy realm and another spirit were to walk up to you and smack you in the face, you still feel it. You still feel pain. They don't know that. They don't even understand that because they don't look towards that. These hunters look towards getting uh, a message on a, on a recording so they can put it on yeah. their website and they can be cool. Yeah. Why don't you talk to their spirit and find out why they are there? Maybe you can help them. That's what they don't do. And that's what upsets me about them. They don't do that. Why Daniel, you? what makes a person get trapped here in this realm? Is it all no. of our own emotional baggage that we're carrying with us? They're not really trapped. They can cross over anytime they want to. They just have to want to. No one's trapped by their own by anything other than their own decision because if you walk into the light it's because you chose to do it and sometimes they just choose to be here because they see that light and they know once because once you walk uh, into that light you're going home and they don't know what home always is because they have been told their entire lives, people have been told their entire lives, they're not good enough, they're horrible people, they're just bad people. You're not going to be able to go there because God is going to judge you. You know, that's brought to the, them by the people who want to tell you how to live your life the way they want you to live it and give them 10%. How did they know that's about 10% back then? Because they were kings and queens, that's who wrote the Bible. Yeah, well, that's a huge theory, actually, especially <clears> for <throat> ages and for those big uh, revival era, when we were having all the that damnation preaching, yeah. it seems like just from all the ghost hunting I've done over the years, well, I don't even like to call it ghost hunting. It's it's investigating, researching. Um, it seems like the, the number of EVPs and spirits that I come in contact with tend to be from Victorian and that revival era oh, where here. they were preaching all of this. Yeah nation stuff it's real interesting yeah they, they they're all here but they're all just here by choice when <clears throat> when you stand up out of your body you're going to get the perfect memories of your lifetime 
Plus, you're going to get the perfect memories of all your other lifetimes. Uh, let me find out real quick. So you've been here 27 times. You're on your 27th lifetime. And I just asked that question that quickly. They told me 27. I said, did you say 27? And then they touched my face for yes and no. And this is yes across my forehead. It feels like a finger going across my forehead. And it feels like a tear running down my face for no. Okay? And that's what they touched. They touched me, yes. So you've been here 27 times. So when you stand up out of your body, you're going to get the perfect memories of your lifetime here, plus the other 26 lifetimes. And you're going to know when you look at that light, you're going to know because you're different now. That if I walk into that light, I might have to come back. And maybe you don't want to because you know some of your lifetimes have been hard. So sometimes they just stay here. But the only unfortunate part about that is whatever age they die, here they will remain that forever. If you walk into the light, if you died over the age of 30 years old, you'll go back to feeling what it was like to be when you were 30. If you die under the age of 30 years old, you'll grow up. It just takes a hell of a lot longer. That's all. What happens if you die as an infant? You'll just grow up. It takes a long time. In the spirit world or here on the, in the planet? World. In the spirit world. Hmm. They don't stay babies forever. <laughs> they all return to just, but everyone there is just a soul. As well as, as if you're here and you go home and you see a soul of a cow there, a cow is not going to be angry at you because you ate a cheeseburger. Because they are souls. They understand the circle of life. We just don't. They're not angry at us. They understand why we're all here because they were all one here at one time or another. It's just we have, we have been brainwashed. We have been taught to fear our deaths, to fear our lives, to fear everything, and to fear each other. And to also fear the one thing we shouldn't be fearing at all, God. God does not punish us. God does not judge us. We judge ourselves a thousand times a day. Why does he need to do it once more? Because he just doesn't. It's the people when, who want to have control over you that want you to believe that so they can have control over you. No. So with the, with the idea that people keep returning to earth with this sort of reincarnation over and over again to learn whatever lessons we need to learn, are there new souls being born or is it or has every soul already been created that's going to walk on the earth? Correct. There okay. don't need to be any more souls. There are so many that are up there waiting to come back. The way that you do come back is if you die over the age of 30 years old, when you do die at that time of your death, you won't return for another 80 years. If you die under the age of 30 years old, you come back eight years later. The reason being for both of those numbers is because you're not, so you're not recognized. That's it. But we're, it's not about learning lessons primarily. You are here to learn lessons, but you're here to fulfill a purpose. And that's the reason why you come back, because you haven't fulfilled it. You haven't punched your dance card enough times to get it done. And our purpose is very simple. We're here to help each other just for the sake of helping, not because you can, but because you should, but in a way that you're going to help someone to do something they cannot do or help them to figure out how to do it for themselves. It's that simple. It's not some 
You're not here. It's not becoming a doctor or a lawyer. That's not your purpose. You'll do your purpose by doing one thing, by being human. It's that simple, and God made it that simple for everyone so everyone could do it. It's not the Kardashian saying, oh, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. No, it's not. They don't know what they're talking about. I can tell you right now. I can tell you right now. They're coming back. I already know they are. It's okay. Like I said, what do we have in common with the other 7.5 billion people? They've all been to heaven. They all had to come back just like you. Because no one's going to live to be 150 years. I mean, at that point, it's going to hurt to pee, and who wants to be here for that? So they know that they can bring you back and do it all over again. Not a big deal. It's not punishment. We punish ourselves. We do it to ourselves by our own choices. Because everything in your life is your choice. When you, I'm assuming, um, are you religious at all? Are you, do you identify as like Christianity or any of these different? No, I don't identify no. as, as anything. <laughs> I, I, I am spiritual. I, I don't need to identify as anything. Okay. But I'm, I guess I'm a man. I'm a man because I know there are, I know by seeing spirit all day long, there's only men and women. The, the reason I asked the question is because in the Bible, in the New Testament, they have, um, Moses, who lived to be like 700 years old or something like that. Yeah, and BS. So you don't believe in any of that at all? No, the Bible is, is, a, is a lie. It's, again, it's yeah. lies. And they have to tell you uh, 10 points in, uh, or 10 stories in order to get to one point. I mean, I, I can prove that to you. Uh, right, in, so in, the, in the Bible, it says uh, Le- Leviticus 19.31. Now, do you know who Leviticus is? I don't know. Oh, good. Neither is anybody else because he's not a person. Leviticus is a tribe of people. And these people is the one, this tribe is the one that Moses belonged to. And they all sat around and came up with all these rules. That's what that is. Now, in Leviticus 19.31, it says not to speak to mediums. Because when you speak to mediums, they are talking to the dead. They are talking to demons and devils. So don't talk to them. You're not supposed to talk to them at all. Okay. So we got that point down straight. Here's the next point. Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Well, Father and the Son, sure, but no Holy Ghost. And they want to know why. I want to know, how do you know he's holy? How would you know he's holy? How would you know my name is Daniel unless you spoke to me? You would have to talk to me, correct? Well, in order to find out if he was the Holy Ghost, you would have to talk to them. Well, Who's talking to him and who is so special that they are allowed to talk to him and find out what he says? Because if you're talking to him and finding out what he says, that would make you a medium, which in turn is a contradiction of the Bible because you're not allowed to talk to mediums. And if you're not allowed to talk to them, I guess you're not allowed to talk to God either because if he talks back to you, then that would make you a medium again. Again, which is a contradiction of the Bible which says you're not allowed to talk to mediums. The Bible is a lie. Again, it's them telling you how to live your life the way they want you to live it and give them 10% at the same time. They, yeah. say he's a, they say he's a fearing God, yet he's a merciful God. Which one is he? He's neither. He's a loving God. What happened when you were 50 that you say that you had a new beginning? Oh, the new beginning's not about me. The new beginning's not about everyone else, but I will explain that later. At 50 years old, right before I was turning 50, 
my wife went away on vacation for two weeks, and then I saw everything imaginable you can think of in a scary movie happening in my movie, in my, in my house, for two weeks. It was, I saw seven-foot skeletons walking around the house. I saw green and red mist pouring out of the walls, these little beings, these four-legged little beings walking out of the walls and coming up and crawling on my bed. I saw a, a window of blackness appear in front of me on, in my bedroom, and these two skeleton arms came out, and then it pulled out a, a skeleton body, and it was looking around the room and staring at me. I saw these skulls with red eyes and, and, and fangs coming out of the walls, flying around my room and surrounding me. Was this spirit trying to wake you up? Good question. Correct. They were trying to wake me up to to test me to see what I was going to do and if I was going to either move forward with this or do like everybody else does and run around scared. And I just, I have seen spirit my entire life, but this was a lot more than than I had normally seen in, in, a, in a shorter amount of time. When my wife came home from her vacation, she told me about her adventures, and I told her about mine. And she, at that point, even after telling her some stories, she had questioned what was going on with us, our relationship, because she was a nurse. She thought that maybe some of the medicines I was taking was causing a, a type of psychosis, diabetic psychosis. But it was only after those three days that she started seeing some of the same things. The, the things walking around the house, the light orbs everywhere and the shadows and the mist coming out of the walls, everything. So we, we chose to investigate. We did as much investigating what we went on the computer and looked for ways to see if we could remedy this. You know, we, we did all the things that they tell you to do. We put crosses up everywhere. We put salt around the bedroom. Do you know what that does? It makes your bedroom salty. Yeah. That's all I, it does. I, I had a haunted house that I lived in 10 years ago, and I, I did all that stuff too, and none of that works. It doesn't work. Crosses work. don't work. Why mm. would a cross work? Because a cross is a form of punishment. So why would it work? Why would you? How can you make something bad go away by something bad? They don't want to tell you that. I even, I even tried to call a... Uh, uh, um, a priest to come over to do an exorcism. They don't really actually do that. <laughs> so it's not. But what we did do is we ended up, we called a paranormal group to come to the house. About that, though, when they showed up to my house, they showed up in a little van with the insignia on the side, and I just looked at my wife and I said, you know, I don't want to be this kind of famous because people are just going to, they're thinking that, you know, they got poltergeist going on next to their home. Unfortunately for them, they did. So they came to the house and they set up all their gear. They had these little boxes with lights and wires on it. And, and I was like, what's that for? And he said, oh, he rubbed his hand on my couch and he waved his hand over and they all lit up and made this noise. And I said, he said, it's static electricity. Spirit produced that. <clears throat> I said, okay. And they had cameras and taking pictures and videoing, walking around the house asking questions. And they asked me one time, they said, 
do you have anything going on in the bedroom? I said, I don't have anything not going on anywhere, but we can go in there. And I walked through the doorway. When I did, every one of those little boxes lit up and and making all this noise. They walked through. Nothing happened. Nothing. And then they were asking questions, and they asked me to go into the the walk-in closet, and I went in, and the guy followed me. When he came in, he got sick, and he had to run out of the room. And then I said, are you okay? He said, yeah. I said, you want to try again? He said, yeah. We went back in. He got sick again. And then we ran out back out, and I walked up. I said, are you okay? He said, yeah. He said, I feel better. How come you're not getting sick? I said, I don't know. You're the expert. You're supposed to be telling me. But one of the things that was interesting was they wanted me to to go in my bedroom and lay down and pretend I was sleeping. And they came in with this thing called an ovulus, a spirit box. Mm-hmm. And when they came in, I was there, and they, they turned it on. Immediately after turning it on, it started spitting out words. It said, Wendy, Michael, Paul, Helen, unique, special, energy, light. One time it said the word road, like a street. It said road, and when it did, a car went, mm, past my house. And I was like, what was that's, that was strange. But then it got really strange because then they started asking questions. One of the questions they asked was, are you here to harm Daniel? And then that computer voice had come out and said, no, we are not here to harm Daniel. We, do, we love Daniel's light. Daniel is the light. When it said that, I, I was like, what is that supposed to mean? I mean, they did all kinds of tests where they, they took pictures around the room of me or me with one of the other people or just the other people. Every time I was in the picture, there was 15 or 20 light orbs completely surrounding me. Anybody else? Nothing. Every time I walked past those little boxes, they all lit up. For everybody else, nothing. I mean, the only good part about that whole experience was they were witnessing it too. So I, my wife and I knew at that point we were you know, we weren't crazy. But when they got done that spirit box session, they went out into the living room. I went out there a couple minutes later. They were all huddled up. And I said to my wife, what's going on? She said, I don't know. I'm talking about something. <clears throat> when they got done, they turned around. I said, you got all that, right? I mean, it was pretty good stuff. He said, well, yeah, Mr. Jackson, but there's an issue. And I said, What's the issue? There wasn't any, they didn't say anything bad. It was all kind of positive. He said, well, whenever we turn on the box, we get a couple of words here and there. But it never says sentences. And it said sentences for 10 minutes. It was talking to us. He said, we've never experienced that. We've been doing this for four years. It's never experienced that. And not for 10 minutes. He said, hmm. we, we really need to figure this out. I said, okay. He said, well, we're going to come back in about two weeks and we'll do a big reveal with you. I finally got a hold of them six weeks later. They never came back? No. He said the team, when they got out on the front lawn, they broke up. They were too scared to come back into my house. When I talked to the leader, he said, we don't get that kind of information from one house. It usually takes 10 or 15 to get all that, not just one. So at that point... 
he was no longer going to be able to help me. I, 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 we sought out mediums. I found five of them who would help me. None of them knew each other, and every one of them told me the same story about me. It was the last one that <clears throat> really helped. She, she told me she wanted me to come to her show. And I said, for what? And she said, I, I want to show you how I do it. I didn't understand what she meant by that. I mean, I was, I've seen spirit my whole entire life, but I just never really put two and two together. I just couldn't figure out, you know, why, what was going on. <clears throat> so my wife, I bought some tickets. I didn't tell her I was coming. I just bought some tickets and went to the nearest show. It was when we got there that things changed. My wife and I showed up and we walked in the door. She was on the stage. And as soon as I walked in the door, she locked eyes with me and then followed us as we were going through the room to sit down. My wife said to me, that was kind of creepy. I said, yeah, I don't know what that was all about. She explained to everyone how she does everything. She gets pictures and they show her things and, <clears throat> and that's how she gets the messages. Or sometimes they talk to her. She read eight people. There were 50 people there. And the second person she read was me. She talked about a, a man named Robert. goes by the name Bob. And he wore flannel shirts and a suit. And he passed away by falling down. My dad's name was Robert Bob. He wore flannel shirts and suits. And the way he passed away was blunt force trauma. He fell down going up a set of stairs. And it moved his brainstem. And so I stood up and said, I think that's me. And she said, he's showing me a school bus and somebody wearing, looks like scrubs and a, and a, and, uh, uh, and so, and I see some bars, like, I don't know, bars on a window. And I said, that's me. I just went back to school for medical records and now I work in prison. So, I mean, she said, <clears throat> there's a woman named Sarah. And I said, Sarah? She said, yeah, the one who had to make the big decision for your dad to pass away. And I said, oh, that's my mom's middle name, Sarah. So how would she know that? And that's how I knew it was real. At, I mean, I was sort of skeptical myself. But there it was. And then it was at the end of the show, my wife and I went down to introduce myself. And when I walked up, I said, uh, hi, my name's Daniel Jackson. I, I, and she said, oh, what, you called me about two weeks ago on the phone. I said, yeah. I said, you were, she said, oh. And then she looked at me and said, I want you to stay right here. I don't want you to leave. I want you to wait till everyone else leaves. And then we need to have a conversation. I felt like I was six years old, like a teacher was talking to me and I was in trouble. But then she started explaining everything. She said, I saw you come into the room. I could feel you on the other side of that door. And when you came through that door, I was, I had to almost shutter my eyes because I was blinded by what I saw. And I said, what did you see? And she said, well, all I saw was light. I saw a figure, but I just saw light when I, when I closed my eyes. That's all I could see. I couldn't see your face, anything. I said, okay, what is that supposed to mean? She said, well, that's how spirit sees us, sort of. She says, when spirit looks at you, they see your body framed. They see a light inside of you, and that's your soul. She said, I don't even see that. 
She said, I, I, I know you have an ability to see spirit, but you see a lot of them, don't you? And I said, it's like being in a room with a thousand people, except no one leaves and more just keep coming in. And it never turns off. It never goes away. She said, it's the reason why you're seeing so many. I said, what is the reason? She said, they're coming to you. And I said, why? She said, because all they see is light, so they think that you're light into heaven. And I said, what do I do with that? She says, well, I know you don't want it to go away. I said, I don't. And it's been part of my life, but I don't know what to do here. I'm lost. I was, I'm getting choked up. I was literally at, I had rock bottom. I didn't just, I didn't know what to do. It was just happening all the time. So she said, what you need to do is you need to decide if you're going to move forward with this or not. And I said, move forward. She said, yeah, you need to have a sit-down talk. And I said, who am I talking to? She said, God, because he's in control of this. He has brought this to you because there's something else that you're meant to do here. So, But you have to choose if you're going to do that or not. So do you said, do readings? Do you do readings now from that? Yes, I do readings now. I, I sit with people, and and uh, the way that a reading usually goes with me is they sit down in front of me. I tell them to give me one of their hands. I don't take two hands. Uh, I can only take two hands if you are a real medium or a really hot, strong empath. I tried to do it with my sister one time, and I took both of her hands, and she went into convulsions and passed out on the floor. The energy's just it's too strong. So I sit there and I take one hand and I hold their hand and then I take a look and see what's around them. Most of the time I see spirit animals around people, but the spirit animals act out a certain way for me to show me what's going on with the person that's around them, everything that's going on in their lives, everything, the people and all that stuff. So they show that to me. And I get it all right. So they so show that to me and I tell them. And then what happens after that is they ask me questions. And then, like I said, when I'm getting touched on my face for yes and no answers, I'm being touched by archangels. In the beginning it was just two. Now it's 50. And I know all the names who's doing it. But they don't just touch my face. They put thought into my mind. In the very beginning it was only 5% of the time. Now it's 90 I'm not me anymore. I'm them. So I do have a question about um, the different spirits that you see. How can you tell the difference between a human spirit and an angel spirit? Because angels don't look like people, not the ones that I've seen. I have one that is was a woman who was a, a, a human woman, but she was an Egyptian princess 5,000 years ago. But when I see archangels around me, I see eight-foot prey mantises standing in front of me, all around me. They've actually shown me about three weeks ago how it is they go about communicating with me. If people were to see this, they would scare the crap out of them. I mean, I was a little stunned when I saw it, <laughs> I, but I understand it. But it would, it would look like a, a body snatcher movie. I saw an eight-foot prey menace standing at my back with his chest against my back. And I saw his arms and tentacles coming around and then touching my face. 
completely surrounding me as though he was a cocoon to me. Was that, see, see was that an angel? What's that? Was that an angel? Yes. They're all archangels. They're not men with wings and shields and swords. That's a lie. And there's not only like 14 or 15 of them. There's thousands and thousands of them. Not all of their names can I pronounce. Not anyone can pronounce them because their, their, their real name is more of a sound vibration as well as your real name is a sound vibration. You just have a human name. That's all. But when you get home, your, your real name is going to be like a oh, like a sound vibrational thing. Someone's going to call you and you're going to turn around and go, hey, that's me. Because we all come from the same family, the soul family. But yes, there are many, many of them. And I just recognize every once in a while I get a new touch. And then I say, is that an, and I will ask them, is that an archangel? Yes. What's their name? And then I hear a name in my mind. And I say, is that the name? I tell them the name. And they say, yes. It's that simple. I have them all written down. So how do you, you hear a lot of stories about <laughs> archangels interceding with humans, um, particularly if they're going through a crisis, they'll show up in their life and really intervene and change that person's life. Who said that? Wasn't a lot of people, no, <laughs> a lot of people say stuff like that. Yeah. A lot of people don't know what they're talking about. You don't have archangels with you unless you are performing a specific task that God wants you to do. And you are aware of it. You don't need an archangel to help you go get a cup of coffee. You don't need an archangel to help you get in your car and go to the mall. You have spirit guides with you. Spirit guides are people who have crossed over, who have fulfilled their purpose, and they come back and they're with you your entire life, from the time that you come back into this life until the time that you exit. So you don't believe that archangels um, interact at all with humans going through crisis? No, they don't need to. They're doing something bigger. They interact with me because I cross spirit over into the light. But I'm here to do something else. I'm here to help people by the masses. When you're here to, to change things, to get this, back, this place back to where it should be, they are with those people. I'm not just the only one, but there are the, they are with those types of people who are doing real change for the real reasons of why we're all here, to take care of each other. You don't need an archangel to, you know, write a book. Although I did because I didn't know I was going to write a book until they told me. I had no in inclination of writing a book. They just brought it to me in a message. But no, you don't need archangels to walk down the street. You don't need archangels to, to take you to be the president of a company. You don't. So when anyone says that, oh, I'm talking to archangels all day long, most of the time they could be talking to them all they want, but they're not helping you as an individual to go get a cup of coffee. You don't need that. You have spirit guides who will help you do that. But most of the time, people only want to talk to archangels out of desperation. Archangels want you to listen to them all the time. Angels want you to listen to them all the time. Spirit guides want you to listen to them all the time, as well as God. And we don't do that. We pick and choose. I don't pick and choose. Everything that I do in my life is involved with listening, trusting, and following through what they tell me to do. 
I mean, even to the point where I'll wake up in the morning and pick up my pill bottles and go and just look at it, and they touch it. No, I put it down. I pick up another one. No, I put it down. I pick up another one. Yes, I pop it up and take the pill. I listen to everything they tell me to do, and I do that because I need to be here to do this. So I follow Where them. does elementals and aliens fit into this? What do you think angels are? What do you think archangels are? They Those are, are angels or, they or are elementals? They are referred to as aliens. They have been here for ever. These are just beings of a higher consciousness that no longer need a body. That's the only difference between those ones and the live ones. I've asked them one time, I said, are you related to these primanuses that I see here? And they said, yes. We're just different. They, have no, they don't have a body anymore. When I see them, I see primanuses. I see their big bug eyes and everything. They look like a primanus, except they're about eight feet tall. But uh, yeah, they're what we refer to as Aliens. Aliens have been here for millions of years. Where do you think we came from? We didn't come from Adam and Eve or Adam and Steve, whichever you prefer. We come from them. We didn't just wake up and, you know, come out of monkeys. I mean, come on. Monkeys are still monkeys. We're not monkeys. We didn't come from that. We came from up there. What about other, like you just said that you see a lot of spirit animals around oh, people. Yeah. Sure. Can you give some examples of that? Um, I, did a, <clears throat> I did a show recently for an, another guy named Rick Yee. And when I was on his show, he wanted me to take a look around him. Now, I was on, I'm over here. And he was over there on his computer. All I had to do was close my eyes and take a look. And he said, do you see anything around me? And I said, sure. I said, I see a man here. And he says he's very proud of you. And, and uh, he says he's related to you. And he's here to be a spirit guide for you. And I said, they keep telling me a name. But I just want to tell you this part of it first. But he said he's very proud of you. And they, he said, what is his name? I said, his name is Richard. The moment I said that, Rick started crying. But I said, I also see a dark wolf here with you. And he said, oh, a dark wolf? What do you mean? I said, I see a dark wolf, a dark black wolf, and he's standing next to you. He's not standing in front of you, but he's standing next to you. I said, and the reason he's standing next to you is because that's the person you are. Because Richard brought you up to be this person. I said... He helped you. I said, you used to be a kind of a, of a violent, you know, rotten, mean kid, but then Richard helped you to become who you are now. I said, so what you are now is you have this dark wolf with you. You're the kind person. You are the person who will try to talk yourself out of a situation. But if you can't talk yourself out of a situation, that's when the wolf comes around and stands in front of you and it turns on like a light switch. And then you put an end to it. What I wasn't really paying attention to was because I had my eyes closed. So when I opened them, was, Rick was trying to wipe his eyes for the entire time that I was talking to him. And he said, you got me. And I said, what do you mean I got you? He said, I've been doing these interviews for a long time, and I've only had one other medium who got me. 
He said, but you got me. I said, why? He said, the only person who's ever told me he was proud of me is my, my grandfather. He taught me to defend myself, but he said he would help me defend myself, but only if I would use it for good to, 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 to try to help people, to try to get other people out of situations, but only turn it on when I really needed to turn that part on where I had to defend somebody physically. He said, I wouldn't, he said he wouldn't teach me if I turned into a bully, and he, I didn't. I said, okay. He said, my grandfather's name is Richard. He said, mm. the other medium I had said the same thing, that I have a dark wolf next to me. And I told him the same thing I tell everybody. I can't make this shit up. I just can't. How do you, um, there's a lot of cryptoid people out there who believe in Bigfoot and skinwalkers and there's all sorts of things out there right now. Well, they're interdimensional, that's why. Are those, I'm thinking about what you said about the angels portraying themselves as praying mantises and things of this of this sort. Oh, they are. I mean, even, even Archangel, Archangel Michael does not, is not a praying mantis. He doesn't look like that whatsoever. Uh, angels, archangels, even regular spirit, they are pure energy. They can manipulate themselves to look like anything they want to. So they're they kind put, of like a shapeshifter. Yeah, they want to put your mind at ease if they want you to feel good about something. So they will, Archangel Michael will produce the color purple and he will set himself looking like an angel with wings and stuff like that. They don't have wings because in spirit, why would you need them to fly somewhere? You're not. So... Uh, Archangel Michael looks like a hybrid of a horse and a moose. He has a long, wide head. He doesn't have any antlers, but he's got these big wolf ears. They're kind of brownish, red-looking. But he's got these big floppy ears, and he's got this long body with short hair on it. So he looks like a hybrid of a moose and a horse. But I've seen not just prey mantises. I've seen some of them that look humanoid. Some of them don't look humanoid at all. They're all different. They're not just, just one thing, but they're all different. But I know what they are and what they do and what they do for me and they do for everyone else, which is they're trying to help us. But but these other beings, skinwalkers and, and Bigfoot and those types of things, they're just interdimensional. Like the hat man. I see the hat man once a month. He's interdimensional. He's not in spirit. I just know who he is. I just I know he works for, they pay him to come here. The reason they're paying him to come here is because we're doing something in their dimension that they cannot, which is communicate with spirit. That's why he goes and stares at children, because children are new into this world. They just came from a perfect place, what we call heaven. And because there are children, they are still pure of heart until they are age about 10 or 11 years old, and it kind of goes away because, well, we, we teach them the ways of the world, and basically throw a bucket of bleach over top of them, sanitizing them of all the purity that they once had because we want to tell them how to lie. We want to teach them that Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny are real. But then we want to know why they're lying as they're adults. Well, we taught them to do it. But he comes right. here, to, to, yeah, he comes here to, to check on them because he's looking for a smoking gun. He wants to figure out how we do it so he can bring it back to them. I've talked to him about it, and that's what he told me. And I told him, you know, you're not going to get anything from me. He says, I know that, but because the real reason is why is because I can't teach it to anybody. 
You either have it or you don't. And not everybody can just go get it because you have to give up everything that is bullcrap in your life. You have to be, in order to get clear messages, you must be clear. You must not have any fear, pain, anger, sorrow, grief, guilt, anguish, any of that stuff. You can't have it in order to be this. It's just the truth. I mean, as I tell is everybody. There, some, is there a cross between the different spirits, like elementals, aliens, um, spirit, animals, angels? Do they all cross each other? Do they all live in the same realm? You either live in one or the other. <laughs> they, there, is a, there is a veil. Those who are in what we would call heaven cannot go through into the other place, the lower energy place. But those who are in the lower energy place can cross over into heaven. But once they cross over, they can't go back. The only way they come back is being born again. So how do you Christians, account for Christians all, cannot how, make you born again. That's a bunch of bullcrap. <laughs> you're born again because you're born again. That's why. How do you how do you account for all of the Mothman sightings and Bigfoot sightings and things like that? And they're even being, like they're just beings ghosts. from from another dimension. That's all. But wouldn't they be crossing into our realm if we're seeing them? No, they're it's well yes, but they're just cr crossing coming from their dimension into this dimension through a portal. Like because they can. I, I, I wake up in the morning and I see them. I don't just see spirit. That's just one of the things I'm able to do. It's like ever since I became this, it has progressed and I, more things come in. It's like ordering cable and you get some free extra channels. That's what happens with me. I'm also able to see into other dimensions. I'm also able to remote view and I see spirit all day long and I see things that no one wants to see. You think you've seen some scary stuff in a scary movie? I see more and you don't want to see it. I saw some beings about uh, eight months ago. If you've ever seen someone, uh, seen a movie where someone gets murdered and they do an outline of the person on the floor, I saw some beings that were outline people. Now, they didn't have any face, couldn't see any face, anything. They were just outlines. It was a white outline that would glow from white to yellow to red. And then they had squiggly lines in the middle of them that glue from white red to uh, yellow to red. And I saw them walking around, picking up other souls, grabbing them, punching them, kicking them. This is when I found out that you still feel pain there. They were they saw they grabbed one guy by the neck and he was they was he was squeezing his neck so hard it looked almost looked like a cartoon his eyes were coming out and this guy was choking but in a different kind of way and then they were beating them up and then they were dragging them off to that lower darker energy that horrible place it's not nice to be there but there's no one just torturing anybody they're just they just so are get we them supposed there. to be afraid of this stuff then. Well, I'm trying to get everybody to cross over into the light. I cross, I try to help people to understand, but people make their own choices. I didn't feel sorry for those spirits that I saw that were getting beat up because they chose to be where they are, most of them. Some of them just don't know. When you stand up out of your body, you still feel like you because you are you. 
I have spirits who say to me all the time, am I dead? Yes, you are. They don't always know, but they know they are somewhere different. So it's hard for them sometimes. I see dogs and cats walking around there, deer, horse. I see a horse grazing. Why is he grazing? Because that's what he was doing before he died, because he feels as though he is himself. I'm here to tell well, people there's no, there's no such thing as a rainbow bridge. Not everybody crosses over. They just don't. Daniel, we are at the bottom of the hour already. Can you believe that? <laughs> well, already. yeah, usually, because when I do one of these interviews, it usually lasts for about two hours. I mean, I can go as long as you want to go, and you can cut the tape and make it a two-parter if you want to. That's up to you. But <laughs> uh, I'm going to definitely have you back. I have another show, too, called Small Town Tales Podcast. I'll definitely have you on that oh, show what, as well. What's that one about? It's about local legends oh, and paranormal mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah, okay. <laughs> You'll like it. Um, I'll have to listen to it. Yes. But I, there's two questions I wanted to ask you. You bet. Um, letting you go. One of them is, what do we expect with all of this going on on the other side and all the spirits that you're seeing? I mean, what's it going to be like to cross over? Is it just going to be, do we want to go to the light if it's going to be scary yes. like that? No, it's not scary like that. It's only scary like that on, if you stay earthbound, if you stay in this low energy realm. Okay. When you step up out of your body, you're going to take a step to the left out of your body. You're going to look to the right, and you'll see that light just walk in. It's that simple. But again, it's your choice. You're either going to go or you're not. As many people that do crossovers, there's that many that don't. But not just people. Dogs, cats, horses, cows. I see them. I see everything. Fish, everything. Not all of them go, but they can go. There's a light that shines all the time, and they can see it. So but even not, fish not have, long. even I mean, fish have spirits. What's that? Even fish have have a soul. Everything has a soul that's living. Everything, everything is around you. You're, if you're sitting at a desk, has energy in it, but everything has a soul. Everything, everything living. The bug that you just stepped on has a soul. The, 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 the cow that they slaughtered to kill so you could have a cheeseburger has a soul. But again, they understand the, the circle of life. So the, the soul doesn't feel pain, doesn't feel anger, sorrow, grief, guilt, anything. But it is here to learn the human experience. That's why you're here. It's the soul learning. It's not just you think it's we are here learning. It is your soul learning and adhere to learn in your body. This time, we all, no one comes back as a dog or a cat. Anyone who says, I want to come back as an eagle next time, you don't know what you're talking about. There's no such thing as twin flames. Okay? Soulmate is just another soul that you got along with back at home very well, and you're both here at the same time. It doesn't necessarily mean you're going to fall in love and get married and have children. That's not the point of it. A soulmate is just a soul. It's just a soul. Because well, the new back, one is that. Back there, we love each other. Everyone does. The new one is twin flame that everyone's yeah, that, talking that, about. That's the rebranding of it. You know, just the same thing as UFOs are now UAPs. It's a rebranding of it. So if you get anybody on your show who's going to talk about twin, twin flames and stuff like that, <laughs> do yourself a favor and don't have them on your show because they're full <laughs> of shit. They don't know what they're talking about. Or what you could do is you could just call me up and I'll tell you who's about to come on your show is real or not. 
because I know. Because the way that I do my show is I look at the person who wants to come on my show, and then I ask, does this person have good intentions? And if I get touched, no, they're not on. That simple. Hmm. I'm not kidding. Let me ask you this. You said I, I've been here 27 times. So have I gone to the light 27 Yes, every single time. You came from the light. That's and then I come back. From. Yeah, and you come back every single time. So not, every that, time not every time have you been a woman either. 11 does, times you've been a man. 11 times I've been a man. I just asked that quickly. That, that's how fast it happens for me. I'm being touched. I'm being touched right now. You've been does, a man 11 times. Does that mean I'm doing something wrong if I'm if I No, it just means you haven't here? fulfilled your purpose enough. You haven't gone out and helped as many people as you could. Um, let me ask him something real quick. You'll get it done this time. For, ooh. You'll get it done this time. Jesus. So once you, you, you cross into the light, you've already done everything that you're supposed to do. You've fulfilled your purpose. Do you just live the rest of your eternity in yeah, heaven? Time is different there than it is here. It's just different. Hmm. It's better. You'll understand why you were here. You'll understand why you were here every single time. Everyone there will know your name because you come from the same family, the soul family. You're just here to learn lessons and fulfill a purpose, but you're here to learn that human experience. That's what you're here for. Because just like any father would want you to do or any mother would want you to do, they want you to learn. Well, this is what God wants for us. God is not going to banish you or punish you to a place for something he gave you. He's not going to send you to hell for giving you free will to make decisions for yourself. And the only way that you can make decisions is by making complete decisions. Because if God thought that you were going to do something really bad, don't you think he would have put a limit on those decisions? But he didn't. Because he knew you needed to learn. And sometimes we don't learn all the way. So he knows he'd just bring us back and try it all over again. It's Daniel, not punishment. I definitely need to ask you before we go, where can people find your book and follow your show? Where did you find it? Oh, I gave it to you. That's right. You gave it to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, just because. Because that's why I do a lot of stuff I do. For the reason of just because. <laughs> um, they um, they can find it on Amazon. Uh, just go to Amazon and punch in Daniel Jackson, The New Beginning, My Awakening as a Spirit Medium. And um, it's $8. Or if they want the ebook, it's $6.49. I sell it for that price because I'm not trying to make a million dollars. I'm just trying to help a million people. I mean, I'm sure you got the chapter 12. Those are just yes, 25 channeled messages that came from archangels, that came from God to help us to become better people, the better version of ourselves to help and to help other people to do the same, which in turn will help us at the same time. So, and I, I so wanted to get into all that. So I'm definitely going to have you back on the show for sure. I, I, did a, an, I did an author's review here in town and I talked about my book <clears throat> and the woman who was holding it was a college professor and I gave her a copy of the book. And she said it was like two different people wrote that book, especially at the end. I said, yeah, because it wasn't me. It came from God. Well, thank you I mean, so much for taking the time to be on the show. You're welcome. I appreciate it. Anytime you want to have me back on, <clears throat> you just let me know. I will, <laughs> definitely. we have lots to talk about. Yes, we do.
You've been listening to The Gateway, your portal to the unexplained and mystical and the otherworldly, broadcast live from United Public Radio Network, 107.7 FM, New Orleans. Until next time.